This is the 343 Podcast. I'm your host, John Pronich. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the 343 Podcast. This is another installment of Two Minutes Uninterrupted. On these episodes, coaches are given two minutes to discuss their coaching philosophy and ideas about the game. After that, we talk about the topics they touched on and we try to extract at least one gold nugget that you can leave with. The guest on today's episode is John Adams. So a big thank you to John for coming on the show. You can connect with him on Twitter by searching at Coach JQA. Once again, that is at Coach JQA. And once you land on his profile, you'll be able to connect with all of his other stuff that he does on social media, which we talk about in this episode as well. If you enjoy these short episodes and you are an ambitious coach that is looking for a powerful and proven coaching education program, go check out the 343 Premium Coaching Membership Program. It is a program that has been successfully implemented by coaches of all levels, including the Development Academy, high school, and college. David Copeland-Smith, the founder of Beast Mode Soccer, is in his sixth year as a 343 member. He said, and I quote, Honestly, it's worth 10 times the yearly membership. You're not investing in the drills. You're investing in your education, a proven methodology, and a phenomenal community of progressive coaches. End quote. The premium membership gives you 24-7 access to video lessons, ebooks, and audio recordings that help you learn the 343 philosophy and methodology. You can learn more about the benefits of becoming a 343 premium coaching member, and you can find all the details about the program by visiting 343coaching.com. Once again, that is 343coaching.com. All right. I hope that you enjoy this episode of Two Minutes Uninterrupted with John Adams. All right, you ready for this? I am ready. I uh, I'm, I'm ready for this. So this is uh, this is my first time on a podcast, or actually second time. Cool. So, uh, but I am ready. Cool. Uh, I know uh, we had initially scheduled for a couple weeks ago, and just yep. through whatever through some things, we had to reschedule. So you've been ready for like two weeks. You've been chomping at the bit, probably. Yeah, yeah. I've been tweaking uh, tweaking things a little bit. So, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm ready to go. That's cool. All right, so uh, I'm sure you know the format by now. Hopefully, you've listened to a couple of the other episodes that got released. But uh, yeah, two minutes uninterrupted, uh, and then I'll, I'll actually I, I should stop saying uninterrupted because I interrupt you guys at, at you know with 30 <laughs> seconds left. Uh, but yeah. don't don't be thrown off by that. Just expect it and just keep rolling if you if I interrupt you mid sentence, um, and then about five seconds left, I'll I'll warn you and then I'll cut you off at two minutes. Got you, my friend. Cool. Um, all right, so here's uh, two inner. Or, eh, I'm not even gonna say it. Ready, set, go. <laughs> All right. So my uh, my coaching philosophy, um, I basically have taken everything from the best teachers and coaches that I've had across my life, whether it be in school or, or, or soccer coaches, and and I did my best to take make them my own um, and to try and apply them in the context of who I am. Um, basically, we have four moments of the game, when we have the ball, when we lose the ball, when we don't have the ball, and then when we gain it back. I want to, I do my best to give players concise phrases and ideas and apply them at each moment of the game. 
then I try and use this language every opportunity I get during training, pregame, halftime talks, at postgame, et cetera, all that fun stuff. Um, the overall structure um, we want to have is we want to cover space, generate advantages, and allow us to adapt to the movements of our opponent. Um, when we have the ball, we, we have three types of players that we, we use, and this is the language we use too. We have zeros who are called uh, who is the possessor of the ball. Then we have ones who are her closest teammates. And then we have twos who are the furthest teammates away. Um, players knowing and understanding these roles um, and these roles change that these roles change every pass that gets made. Um, when we lose the ball, we want to get immediate pressure on the ball. We want to clog space or we want to mark a player. Everybody on the field is responsible for one of those three things. When we don't have the ball, it's just simply we need to have uh, plus one behind the ball. Uh, we want a free man at all times. Um, and when we win the ball, all I ask my players to do is make the first pass and establish possession. Um, so those are the, the four moments of the game that we use. We try and use that language throughout training and, um, and, and, and anytime we're talking to the players. Um, I also have some off the field stuff that, that uh, 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Thank you. A uh, constant message from, from us that bill here is um, we want to use soccer as a, as, as a vehicle to teach life lessons and life skills. Um, one of my main things that I made uh, this year was uh, control the controllables. Um, and then also have a purposeful mindset. Um, no matter what we do training games, this is going to make us better. Um, so that's really kind of, you know, in a nutshell, what we, what I try and do with my teams that I coach. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Cool. Uh, all right. Well, uh, tell me, uh, tell me who you are, what you do, where you, where you do it. And, and let's learn a little bit more about you before we dive in. Um, so I'm, uh, my name is John Adams. I've been coaching now for about 18 years. I started when I was 19 years old. Um, I currently coach, uh, the associate head coach at Albertus Magnus college in New Haven, Connecticut, small, uh, division three school. Um, and I also coach on the club side, um, at, FSA FC United, um, in Farmington, Connecticut. Um, I've been the NPL coach there for, you know, probably four or five years now. And, um, I'll be coaching the ECNL team, uh, the 2002 ECNL girls team, uh, this coming club season, um, starting in what November, I guess. Um, I also work for number one soccer camps. I'm a regional director there. I do college showcases for them. Um, and then, uh, we'll be working with the goalkeeper only camp, uh, this coming June, actually in, a, in about two or three weeks, we got that going. I'll work at Salisbury, Maryland, and then uh, Kent School in, in Kent, Connecticut. So, uh, you know, that's that's really it. That's my most uh, recent stuff. Busy guy. Yeah, yeah, I try and stay busy, try and stay out of trouble. You know, it's it's pretty sectioned off, though. You know, the fall, I got the college. In the winter and spring, I got the club. And then in the summer, I got the camps. So, you know, we, we uh, you know, we're, we're pretty busy over here. So You're like a seasonal worker. That's awesome. Yeah. A yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so. couple, couple things jumped out at me um, at the very beginning. I, I actually lost track of time because I was writing down notes and I looked back up. I was like, Oh crap. Uh, because you, you kind of started off on fire. Um, one of the, one of the things you mentioned pretty early on was that you use concise phrases and, and you yes. said that you try to go back and use those. I, I believe that you said in the game setting, you try to use that same, those same phrases in training. And so what I wrote down, the question I wrote down was language repetition. Uh, why question mark? So what, what's the importance of, of repeating those same concise phrases? 
So this is something that I, I picked up new, and um, I, I just started rolling it out this year, uh, this club season. Um, you know, trying is the key word. Um, you know, trying to use the zero ones and twos language. Um, you know, when we're doing a rondo, um, hey, who's the zero? Okay, obviously that's the girl with the ball, but where are her ones? Where are her twos? Um, using the concise language throughout the throughout training and throughout games gives us kind of a, a model and a base to go from. Um, and then we can basically work off of there. So if the girls hear the same language all the time, then we don't have to keep re-explaining ourselves. And if it's concise enough, I, I'm a talker, if you haven't noticed that already. Um, I, 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 I've been working on being concise. I think I've get, I'm getting better at it each time I, I try. It's one of my goals that I have each training session is to, is to explain things as, as concise as possible. Um, but if the girls hear the consistent language, it's just going to be better for them. Um, so they do things without thinking essentially. Now, have you given any thought to whether or not your language language or your phrases are universal or are they very specific to your team and your model? I think it's very specific. Um, the zeros, ones and twos, I've never heard, uh, some anywhere else. I'll be honest with you. And, um, we, my 2003 NPL team, we kind of came up with it actually. Um, and, uh, one of my girls, she goes, you know, cause I use who are her closest teammates and that's a mouthful. So she goes, coach, can you say that in a simpler way? And I, okay, I went back to the drawing board and then we came back and I, I went to her, I said court. And I said, how about zeros, ones and twos, you know, kind of a, you know, start who you know the zero has the ball the one and the two are closer she goes that that makes sense coach it's really so you know you'll hear me say who are her who are the ones who are the ones and then they know to get in the spots um they know to get into their spots so got it got it yeah yeah it 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 brings up a an interesting and uh i don't want to say debate but it brings up an interesting i guess topic or way of talking about that particular topic is because people talk about like buzzwords and phrases and all these other like crazy things. And as long as it works with your team, I guess it's okay. Um, yeah. I think that's what, what we try and, you know, what I try and do, um, you know, like I said, take the best from, from outside and bring it into to my own world. Yeah. That was actually the first thing that you said. I wrote that down too. Yeah. Um, and, and the, the question I wrote down after that is, are, are, are you only drawing from, soccer related experiences or are you drawing from every like every positive experience or good example that you've come across well i'm also a teacher that's my full-time job um, i'm a high school teacher so um i work with a i'm a math teacher so i work with a great department and and i just i pick up on so much just you know talking to my friends and, and colleagues who i teach with um they're they're a wonderful group so I try and apply what I have in the classroom onto the soccer field and vice versa, what I have in the soccer field. And I try and bring it into the classroom uh, for, for my high school students as well. Um, but I, I mean, I, I don't mind drawing stuff from, from American coaches, uh, you know, on the football side, you know, on the motivational side, um, you know, baseball or, or basketball coaches, you know, John Wooden's books are great. Um, you know, Anson Dorrance, obviously he's a soccer coach, but, um, uh, but that type of idea, um, I, I'm a type of guy that can, I want to bring stuff in from multiple spots and bring in our own, make it work for our level, make it work for our kids. Um, and, and go from there. So nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And, and one thing that came to mind as you were talking about you, when you were responding to my first question about like the language repetition and the advantages of that and why and, and whatnot is that people, uh, myself included, uh, a lot of people learn from coaches or 
educators that speak a different language or teach in a different language. Like I, I can't tell you how many videos of Bielsa I have um, favorited on YouTube and yes. I, I, I don't speak Spanish, but I'm able to kind of <laughs> understand what's going on and I can kind of grasp a little bit of the concept, I think. And then I have to take that and I have to put that in my own language and relay that to my team. And so yeah. like the, the language that is used with teams is important, but it also in, in a, in a way, like you kind of said it, um, during your answer, I think is, is it kind of needs to be specific to your team and whatever they are going to understand, because, you know, I can't just drag and drop whatever Bielsa says to his teams or whatever, yeah. um, Klopp says to his teams and, and use that with my team that it wouldn't make sense. But if you, yeah, if you can take the concept and then, and then, you know, do your own wordsmithing to make it make sense to your group. Hey, no problem. I think that's a I think that's a good thing. Yeah. And, and, and also too, like a lot of times these girls aren't, uh, you know, by the time we get them, they're not used to, uh, different types of language and, and, and the higher level tactics and things like that. So you have to basically speak in a language that they're going to understand. You have to, you know, have training sessions that they're going to understand and then layer it, um, you know, uh, dependent on how quickly they get things as well. So, absolutely, um, absolutely. you know, one, one thing that just came to mind is I'm assuming that this, that this happens more often than not. I haven't given this much thought though. This is a brand new thought, but what do you think would happen or what do you think happens when you have maybe half the team that is grasping the language or grasping um, the terms and, and understanding what you're asking of them with that language. And then what happens when you don't like half the team isn't grasping it? Like if you have like a mixed bag, what, what might happen then? And maybe, maybe you can, answer from your teaching background too. Like what happens when half the class understands how to solve the math problem and half the class doesn't. I think that's when it comes down to personal, um, personal conversations with the kids, um, whether it be, you know, a math problem or a, or a soccer problem. Um, if a kid is just not getting it, not getting it. Um, what, what I've actually, uh, what I've seen with, with my, teams my club teams this year who were wonderful is they they did a great job of of doing things themselves if a player didn't understand something um you know i had pretty good leadership on the team they would pull them aside and say hey try try this 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 and this and then that helps me and then i can go ahead and and go 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 on with that conversation um and maybe change the language um for that person personally um so that they can get it you know kind of just finding the right the right way to speak um to them you know the one one thing that I've always done is too, is, is you have to speak to everybody the same way, but differently. You have to say the same thing, but in ways that they can understand, um, in ways that they're going to, um, be able to have that light bulb go off and say, Oh, that makes sense. Um, so that's, uh, that's one of the phrases that I've used for a long time now, um, inside the classroom and outside. Nice. So nice. And, but you kind of, you kind of mentioned though, too, that this, uh, this doubling down on your phrases or the repetition of the phrases is, yep. is new to you. What, what did you used to do? I, I, I was, uh, I was the YouTube coach of the day. Our, uh, YouTube <laughs> practice of the day. I used to do that all the time. Oh my gosh. And, um, it, it was one of those things where, you know, you, 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 you take the, take the game and take the mistakes your team made in the game. If it was consistent and say, Oh, you know what? We, um, you know, we got crushed, uh, we got crushed from the wide play uh, that the other team. All right. So you go on YouTube, you look at the, look at the stuff and say, Oh, cool. All right. Here's a practice for wide play. Um, but I don't, I don't think that works. Um, 
I, I think you need that game model and I think you need that foundation and you need that base for your teams to, to go from. Um, and if, if you're going to give them one practice, they're going to lose it uh, immediately. You need that second, that third, that fourth, that fifth time going through uh, uh, an exercise or a drill. Um, and and, it, and, it, and it, it's ingrained in their minds. Um, like my 2003 team that I had this year, I had them for the second time this year. Um, but year one, I did, you know, I, I chose, I think, 12 exercises that we did. Um, and then when I got them in November, after not seeing them for six months, we got right back into the rhythm and, and teaching them how to practice and teaching them the drills. We didn't have to do that. So we, you know, in November, when we got them, we got right back into training sessions, you know, rather than that month of, you know, kind of transition time that normally is the club season. So, um, you know, the repetition is key. I, 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 players learn better from it. I believe coaches too. coaches. Yeah. Coaches um, too. Yeah. Coaches learn the phrases that work, the phrases that don't, mm-hmm. especially if you're recording training sessions, this is something I've, I've, I've encouraged coaches to do for, for and quite a while. That's something I want to do. And I've never, I, I don't have the ability to do it. And that's something I definitely want to do. Um, I'm looking for, you know, a, an easy way to do it, yeah. um, for my own benefit and ultimately my players benefit. So I'll tell, I'll tell you an easy way. Uh, it's something that I've, I've learned and that I've, I've actually been doing, um, with my other hobby, which is uh, attempting, attempting stand up comedy. But, um, <laughs> be- before most comics go on stage, they, uh, they put their phone in their pocket and before they put it in their pocket, they hit the voice memo, uh, record okay. button. And so that you re- you record the, just the audio, and so you're able to listen back to okay, like, like where did I stumble over my words? Where where did I miss the punchline? Where uh, where did I give too much information that ultimately made the audience tune out? Or where did I go too fast and skip over something that ultimately made the punchline not hit as hard? And God, I like that. And and you know, just having that audio of yourself coaching, um, maybe something simple, maybe something like a four v one, something very simple of like, hey. Did I give too much information that it, that you know the the emphasis got lost, or did I not give enough information that they really didn't know what I was asking of them that day, or mm-hmm. you know did I nail it? And if you nailed it, then you know, and and then you can double down on those things in the future. But without having like that that reference to to look back on the, either video or even just audio, it's very very difficult to know because um, because you're kind of just guessing at that point. Did it did it hit or yeah. did it not? And and in your in your mind. A lot of times if, if coaches, I'm assuming a lot of people are, are very similar to me, um, in your mind, a lot of times you think you nailed it and you're, and it was your player's fault that they didn't pick it up. And, yeah. and I think a lot of times if we look back or if we listen back, it'd be like, oh, like I could have done that better and gotten so much more out of Johnny or Susie. And, mm-hmm. and without having that, that video or audio feedback, it's very difficult to determine that though. So that's good. That's a good use of your phone in your pocket. That is an incredible use. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I'm a big, I'm a big advocate of using whatever you have around you, whether it's, you know, your own phone or a parent's phone or a player, you know, uh, uh, I think back to when, when I was coaching girls, high school soccer, boys, high school soccer too, you know, we usually had an injured list. (laughs) So whatever player, whatever player was sitting out that day, got the duties of either taking notes or stats or, um, video sometimes. So that was, that was always a good use of those other players and it actually helps them buy in and still feel connected to the team too, because if you know, the injured player just decides to not come to practice, well then, the, you know, when they do rejoin, they're like, Oh, I'm lost. But if they're there and engaged in, at least in that sense that, you know, they kind of feel like they're, they're still there. So. Wow. Yeah. Learn, learn, learn something new every day. That's, <laughs> uh, my note for this uh, conversation now. Yep. 
John, where where can people connect with you or learn more about what what you're up to or or, or where you're doing it? So you mentioned number one soccer camps. So you're going to be on the road here pretty quick. But where, yeah. where can uh, where can people connect with you and learn more about what you're up to? So uh, I'm uh, I'm on I'm on the Twitter machine um, <laughs> I'm at Coach JQA. Um, that's where, uh, that's where I, you'll, you'll find me most often. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's where you can connect for me. And I, I hope to, you know, make a lot of new connections and relationships based off of this podcast. Yeah. Um, Twitter has been great. It's, it's, uh, you know, I've been on it and very active in it, you know, probably better part of six to eight years. And it's, it's, uh, you know, I've gotten a lot of stuff from it and, um, I've, I've forgotten a lot of stuff from it too. So it's, uh, it's, it's definitely <laughs> It's definitely something, um, you know, I, I've kind of used to hone, um, you know, free education of it. Cause you know, I, I don't have the time. I, you know, I get a young family and all the time or the money to go to a C course or, a, you know, or to continue my education that way. So it's Twitter has been amazing, um, in that, in that vehicle of it. So. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, who, who started number one soccer camps? Remind me. That was Dr. Joe Matnick. That's right. Okay. I always get confused mm-hmm. with that one. And then the, and then the, the Chico ones. Yeah, yeah, soccer plus. Soccer plus. Okay, I know. Yeah. I should know. I should know that because I've had representatives from both uh, both sides on the, on the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, but those are the those are the two premier like longest lasting camps. I feel like in the United yeah, States. Yeah, uh, ours is uh, number one's been since nineteen seventy seven. So we're Jesus. on our forty. I think the forty third summer, if my math is right. So Jesus, that's too much. Yeah. <laughs> The camp, uh, the camp's been been uh, been going strong, and it's 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 great. It's it's been and and the people I've worked with uh, in number one have been just they're tremendous. They uh, you know that's another. So my summers, you know, I think I, I started working for them in nineteen um, when I was twenty five, um, and I every summer is an education course for me. You know, I, I used to work you know four to six weeks. I'm down to two or three now just because of my family. And, um, you know, every, every week I go, it's just a, it's, it's an education week for me. So it's uh it's pretty cool. That's cool. You know? And shout out to whoever yeah. runs their, uh, the social media at number one, because, uh, I don't know how, how we be, got connected, but they keep, they, mm-hmm. they always uh, retweet a lot of our, not always, but they retweet a lot of the stuff I put out there and they're, they're always very interactive and giving congratulations and things like that. So whoever does that, thank you. John, that would be me. Oh shoot. That's, All right. There it is. I'm on the other <laughs> side of that. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I had no idea. So small world, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So. That's so cool. Well, awesome. Um, cool. Well, I will, uh, I uh, make sure that people uh, know where to connect with you. And then um, I, I wish you all the best of luck this summer with the, with the camps and, Appreciate and it. Uh, I hope that people connect with you, man. All right. Thank you for listening to another episode of the 343 podcast. And a big thank you to our sponsor, Bounce Athletics. I also want to leave you with one note from one of our members of the 343 coaching education program. His name is Thomas, and he's been a member for quite a while. And this is what he had to say. If you want to play insanely good with your team and start to understand the possession and positional game, this will give you a head start. I have tried the material on three ordinary teams, and after a year, they totally dominate the local teams. After two years, they are among the best in the region. The program 343 offers is not a complicated curriculum. It's actually simpler than you might think. But instead of more, 
You have to go deep in every detail. Thomas, thank you so much for that beautiful review. And I hope that everybody else finds that valuable. If you want more information about the 343 Coaching Education Program, the program that helps support and fund this podcast, you can visit 343coaching.com. All right, we'll catch you guys next time here on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening.